everybody. Thank you for showing up today. Happy Tuesday. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people saying hi from New York, from Buenos Dias Amy, good morning, uh, Lenore, uh, Shilpa, Namaste from India, <laughs> uh, from North Carolina, from Switzerland. Hola! Buenos dias. <laughs> Hello from Portugal. Wow, people from Portugal too. Amazing. Good morning from Canada. Where are you in Canada, Tania? Uh, morning from Sydney, Australia. Good morning from Mexico, Santa Fe. So nice to see people from all over the place. From Manila, the Philippines. Amazing. <laughs> Chicago, Ohio, Cincinnati, Latvia. Wow. That's amazing. Good morning, Brenda. Uh, so happy to be with you guys here today. If this is your first time with me, my name is Emilio Jose Garcia. I would love if you can say hi if this is your first time so that I can see your face in there. Uh, I see that there, are, there were a lot of people sign up for this talk. So most likely there are some new people here. So thank you for making it out. I saw a donation from Jim. Uh, thank you so much, Jim. I would like to, before we get started, guys, I would like to uh, make you aware that we have been seeing some problems uh, with donations, and this is something that has been known from other teachers too. And Inside Timer is working really hard to, to, to know what's going on sometimes. So I will really invite you to share with me if you place a donation can you please let me know in the comments and then I will acknowledge you and then I want to write down your name, the time that you made the donation uh, and then uh, how much if you want to share that so that I can then, if I don't see that showing up on my dashboard, I can then let Inside Timer know the specific one so that they can track and they can find out what's going on. So Jim, did you place a donation because I saw you doing that, is that correct? Just making sure. Uh, let me know if that was you or if that just showed up <laughs> uh, because it did. Okay, so today's uh, topic, guys, it's all about setting the intentions. So finding your deeper intentions for decluttering. Okay, and this is really, really important. So there are so many people first time here from Denver. It was me, Jim. Uh, Jim, are you happy to share how much you, did you donate so that I can write it down? So 10.05, Jim, and then uh, if you don't want, that's fine too. And then I just have to make sure that the money got taken out of your account because Inside Timer says that sometimes people place donations, but the donation doesn't process properly and the money never, never leaves your account. So can you double check with me that the money left your account? Uh, completely that there was no problem there thank you so much for for sharing Kim um, are you from Bloomington <laughs> I went to school there so if you if you wanna double check that with me Jim that will be amazing and this is gonna help inside timer and all the teachers and, and everybody uh, to find out so Rosemary donated too. thank you so much Rosemary um, so the the same thing, Rosemary, if you want to, okay, so 499. And then if you can double check if the money actually left your account, that would be great. Uh, again, we are trying to help Inside Timer uh, 
to figure out what's going on here because I know that they are growing like crazy. They, they have millions of people on the platform. And let me tell you, I'm very familiar with technology and sometimes technology is really, really tricky and things happen and you have no idea why. So the more specific information we can give them, the better. So, so guys, as, as I was saying, when you are trying to declutter, many of you, Amy, yeah, thank you. Jim said 499. I have Jim and I have Rosemary at 499. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, CJ, if you want to double check that, that would be good. And then I can double check with my, with my statement here to see if that, if that fits. Okay. Uh, Susan 499. Oh, Susan, have you donated? I didn't see that showing up. Okay. 10, 10. Okay. Same thing, Susan, if, if you can double check that the money actually left your account, that there was no problem processing, that will be great. Okay. And same for Jim and same for Rosemary. Just make sure that you let me know. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, Rene donated for 99. Okay, I didn't see that either. Uh, so 499, wait a second, Rene, and then 1010. Okay. Uh, is this just about money? Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, again, I was just trying to help inside timer here. So, guys, forget about the donations for a while. That's fine. So, how many of you are trying to declare your space? Okay, and then you just get frozen you just get uh overwhelmed you just don't know how to move forward and then you are facing something sometimes it's emotional sometimes it's physical you don't know how to get started or where how many of you have tried really hard to declutter but you just get stuck okay and this is about your physical belongings this is about your home this is about your papers this is about your time, your commitments, this is about your money. It, uh, it applies to every area of your life. Decluttering can be decluttering your mind, can be decluttering your papers, can be decluttering your money, can be decluttering your, your physical belongings. So can be decluttering your uh, digital life. It really applies to all areas of your life. So when you are trying to do this, there is a lot of invisible work that needs to happen. Okay, guys, I've been doing this since 2012. I have helped a lot of people, over 350 people in their homes do this process one-on-one. -on -one. And what I have learned and noticed from everybody is that it takes some work, sometimes a lot of work that is not physical to get your mindset, to get your motivation, to get your clarity to a level that you are able to then take action, physical action whatever that means in your specific case. If you don't do that invisible work of becoming aware, of becoming aware of the emotions that show, uh, are showing up, getting clear on what is it that you want from that space or from that decluttering process, how do you want to feel, who do you want to become, what activities do you want to do in that space, it's going to be very difficult for you to take physical action. So what's coming up for you guys so far? Is this resonating? Do you guys resonate with this, with what I'm saying right now? Only way I seem to be able to declare it is when I move. <laughs> Susan, that's good. Okay, so today, 
I want to help you find your deeper intentions for decluttering. Okay, so let me ask you first, what are you trying to declutter? Okay, and then just type one word. For some people, it's going to be papers. For some people, it's going to be bedroom. For some people, it's going to be bathroom, garage, basement, your digital world, your finances, your relationships, your calendar. So your closet, your mind, your closet, the apartment, house, belongings, house, office, closet, bedroom. I put things in boxes. I give up sentimental attachments, kitchen, papers, belongings, mind, mind. Amazing. So you guys have a clear area of your life. So that's a good starting point. Okay. So you have a clear, a clear area. For those of you who are typing apartment home, I will invite you to go a bit deeper in here. Okay. Because your house, it's, it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. If you say, I want to declare my home, where are you going to get started? Okay. And why? And most likely you are going to feel overwhelmed because there are a lot of spaces in your home. So that's why finding your deeper intentions is so important. So now that you have a specific area, now it's the time. If you have several areas, that's okay too. But you have to check in with yourself to really figure out which one is the most important for me now. Okay. For example, for those of you who are saying you're home, okay, you have to check in with yourself and say, what space of my home should be a priority for me right now? What space of my home is going to give me the most joy when I finish it? What space of my home do I spend the most time in? And what space of my home I want to do specific activities that I cannot do now? And when I do those activities, I'm going to feel way better. Okay, so you are trying to dive deeper into gaining clarity, into getting excited, okay, about the result, into getting motivation, okay? So that's what this process is going to help you with. And this is what everybody tells me when I ask, what's standing on your way? I don't have time. I don't know how to get started. I feel overwhelmed. And it's too emotional, Okay, and I am not confident because I don't have the clarity that I need to know how to do it. Okay, so some people say my home office, physical files and digital, my den, in addition to my staff, kitchen, bedroom. Uh, yeah, Marcy, so sorry for your loss. I, I saw, sorry guys, comments are flying by, so I, I don't really have time to read them all. They are just disappearing really fast, but I'm trying to get to them. Everything in house garage, my mom passed recently i'm overwhelmed with grief and dealing with her collections over a lifetime marcy i i feel you and this is something that is a reality for so many people uh, this is why it's so important that there is a concept that started in sweden and it's called the swedish death cleaning and, and i don't know if you guys have heard of this concept but the swedish death cleaning there is a book about it it's a philosophy that invites people to really reassess everything that they have. And that process is kind of people think that it's, it's, it's geared towards when you are going to die and then you don't leave a mess behind. But that concept of Swedish death cleaning also applies to every transition of your life. Okay, so anytime you are transitioning from maybe being young and moving out of your parents home, that's one transition. 
when you are moving in with your partner or maybe you're having a child or maybe you're moving homes or maybe your ch your children grow up and they leave the home and then you become an empty nester or maybe you retire so every time there is a huge life transition that, that's an opportunity to reassess your physical environment to reassess your, your calendar to reassess the things that you are doing and what person you want to become right and the Swedish death cleaning is, is something that helps you with that. And I know, Marcy, if you are, if you have a huge volume of things on top of your grieving process, on top of not feeling well, because you need time to, you, you need time to grieve. That's, that's the reality. You cannot, you don't have the energy, the motivation. And every time you face those belongings, most likely it's very painful. It's very emotional for you. So it is normal to, to be stuck. And please don't blame yourself if you are feeling that way because that's normal and it is necessary. Uh, so I hope that you can find a way to get help. Maybe other family members can help you with the process. Sometimes hiring organizers that are not involved in the pro process emotionally can be helpful, but also gaining the clarity about what to do with all those things. Like you just don't know what to do with all those things. Maybe you have space for them, maybe you don't. Maybe you feel strong enough about letting them go. Maybe every time you want to make a decision, it's just impossible to make. So I'm sending you lots of love, lots of like a good vibes, and hopefully you can find a way to deal with that situation in, in a good way. Okay, but remember that it's okay to feel stuck. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to not have answers right now. Okay, so when thinking about all these things that are going to prompt you into decluttering, Another great way of approaching this is to really think about what kind of person do you want to become? Like, what's your identity? And let me share one example here, okay? And this is for those of you, uh, I know that some people here mentioned that they were trying to write a book. Some other people mentioned that they wanted to start a business. So just get started thinking about what identity am I trying to embrace? And for some of you that maybe are trying to write a book, you want to embrace the identity of, of being a writer. You want to be a writer. So think about how does that reflect in every area of your life, especially in your home environment. So what can you do? Just think about, put yourself in the shoes of a, of a good writer, a writer that you love and admire. Put yourself in his or her shoes and then think, what will this person do? Where will this person work? How will the office or the space that where they write be set up? And then start thinking about that, right? And then by doing this, you are going to become clear about what you need to create in your home, in your environment, physically and mentally too, so that you can write. So for example, maybe you need to create a writing table. And that writing table is clear of clutter. You have a beautiful plant in there. And then you have good lighting and then you have all the supplies that you need, journals, books that you are referencing, whatever is it that you need, everything is set up, everything is convenient. The only thing you have to do is sit there, okay? And then do it. If you don't have the space and you live in a very tiny apartment and you have no space to have a dedicated table, maybe your idea is to, okay, I'm gonna have a, a, a bag or a purse or a backpack. That's gonna be my reading backpack. Everything I need is in there. And every two or three days, I go out of the house, I go to my favorite coffee place, 
oh, I go to my favorite library or to my favorite environment, whatever that is. And then everything that you need is in that backpack. And when you go home, that backpack has a home that is convenient. It's always there. And then becoming a brighter becomes convenient and easy. This is just one example, guys. What's coming up for you now? Just share with me. I'm currently moving into a new apartment and having to sort through my storage. I am working toward family photo reduction. Amazing. Uh, <clears throat> you are welcome, Marcy. Uh, I am a health and wellness coaching and decluttering is part of being and decluttering is part of being well. Want to walk the talk, but it's hard. That's amazing, Somali. So nice that you are doing this process. This process can benefit everybody, right? Amy says, I'm a publisher author. It's my affirmation. I want my bedroom clear, calm, pretty, soft, uplifting. A sweet wooden writing desks with raw iron legs. So I wake up in an environment that keeps my head clear. That's amazing. Amy, that's really specific. Now, can you, cre can you create that space for yourself so that you can actually uh, write more and, and feel in that mood? Uh, Anna says, I realize... I have lots of unnecessary stuff in my apartment and I'm inspired now to rethink what I actually need and what to sell. That's amazing, Anna. I want to turn my home into an Airbnb while I'm traveling. Adriana, that's amazing. I did Airbnb in my place for like two and a half years and I loved it. It gave me enough revenue to, to travel and it was, it was great and it was a great excuse to keep my house always tidy and organized. That's great. <laughs> so I'm sure you will have success with that. Uh, Rene says, my kids are moving to college and I'm trying to declare their things so I can start working again. Amazing, Rene. Lenore says, it's a journey. There are times to push, sometimes you need to take a break, listen to what you need, see things from different perspective. I totally get the identity concept as a problem and link into my clutter problem. I haven't had a clear identity for decades, so many different careers I still think I may need to the stuff for. Yeah, Tamara, that's really hard. And, and this is also what Lenore had, was saying, that sometimes you don't have a clear answer, okay? When you don't have a clear answer, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you cannot declutter. Maybe the decluttering process is going to help you find those answers, okay? So ideally, ideally, you will first reflect and become aware of what kind of person do I want to become? What identity I want to embrace? And you don't need to have only one identity. You can have different identities. For example, in my case, I have the identity of being a teacher and, and, a, and do live sessions here on Inside Timer. That's one identity I have for business, okay? I have my identity of being a good dad. So I try to set up a space. I try to think about things I can do with my daughter, activities. So that's... I have the... the identity of being a good husband to my wife so we have intentional dialogues we do dates together and i try to set my intention to be a good father and a good husband they are two different identities sometimes they, they don't work together but that's the way right and then in my home i have the identity of reading more books so that i get inspired to do more of these sessions right so i have my reading corner there i have the habit to go to the library and i have a, a place for the books and then I take them back when I, I don't need them. So as you see, I have different, uh, I have the identity of playing squash. So I'm a squash player and I want to be really good. So I have a space for my rackets, for my sport equipment, for my towels, and everything is set up and convenient so that I can be a squash player. 
player, okay? So as you see, like, think about the different identities that are showing up for you. If they don't come easily, okay, if they don't come easily, the decluttering process, especially when Michael says, how do you declutter your mind when it's being overwhelmed? So if you cannot find clear answers of what is it that you want, what is the goal, what are the activities, and you are in a mindset that is too overwhelming, sometimes I find that people find helpful doing the decluttering process first, because when they are assessing what they have, it becomes very clear to them how they feel about those things, okay? For example, if you start assessing your staff and you see a lot of, lots of uh, exercise equipment, you then question yourself, do I need this? Do I want to exercise? Is this important in my life? Mm -hmm. If it's important, then you may make a, a gym in your home. You may create a gym where you can exercise and give it a try, right? If it doesn't feel good, maybe you have a membership in a gym and you don't need to have a gym in your home. Maybe you gain the clarity to let those equipment go. Maybe you sell it, maybe you give it to someone mm -hmm. and then you open up space for something else to come in, even if you don't know what that is yet. But when you start doing that with all the belongings that you have, then at least you are opening up space, time and energy for new things to flow into your life. And sometimes you just have to be patient. Sometimes maybe uh, in your case, Michael, sometimes it's maybe combining the process of decluttering your physical belongings with practicing mindfulness, with maybe doing some meditation or spending some time with yourself in whatever way feels good to you. That can be going for walks that can be exercising, that can be meditation, that can be visualization, whatever you feel inspired to do. And then over time, you're gonna start gaining clarity. You're gonna reduce the overwhelm. You're going to reduce the volume around you, the physical clutter, and you're going to start gaining clarity about what feels good and what doesn't, okay? And then hopefully you're gonna start gaining clarity, motivation, you're gonna get excited once you find activities and Lenore was saying that sometimes you don't know what you want. And it is okay for you to allow yourself a testing period of time, okay? If you don't know what you want in your life yet, if you are not clear about it, just try a bunch of things and see how it feels. Just for the sake of trying, no expectations, okay? And then you may do something and you may enjoy it. You may do something and you may hate it. And then start testing things until something clicks. So that's a great, Jeanette. Uh, Catherine says, I hope your new habit and another are starting to gain a foothold, one foot in front of the other. Uh, I found the writing table. It's expensive for me. We save the money, but it's a stuck mindset from being homeless in my past. Hard to allow myself the money to spend on myself when there are cheap goodwill tables. I have a chronic illness and can't bargain hand away. I used to... Uh, okay. So Amy... Uh, don't don't let don't let the perfectionism of having the perfect table stop you from be, from becoming a brighter okay so sometimes having a, a, a table that maybe it's not what you really wanted but it's something that can serve the purpose you can make it beautiful you can ornament or you can do something so don't let money stand on the way don't let perfectionism of having such a clear and specific and perfect picture stop you from getting started because there is nothing stopping you from getting started with another table, but keeping your mind and attracting the table that you want. And, but you are writing every day. Because at the end of the day, 
it doesn't matter what table you use, it doesn't matter how things look like, what matters, Amy, is that you are actually brighting because you are a brighter. Yeah, does that make sense? Um, so let me see. Janet says, I create a healing room in my home. That's where I go when I need to clear my mind. Amazing, amazing, Janet. That's great. That's your sanctuary, right? That's your self-care sacred space where you just go there and then you just feel great. Emilio, your lives have been so inspiring. I have already passed along so many of my items and my mind is clearing. Cecilia, that's amazing. I'm so happy. Like, would you mind sharing, like, what clicked for you? Like, how did you get started? Because I know that you were struggling with things, making decisions, uh, emotional items and stuff like that. Like, are you willing to share your entry point and, and how things unfolded for you? And it's not going to be the same for everybody, but sometimes it's it's interesting to see what other people have done and how they have moved through this journey. Emilio also has Circle and many great courses on Inside Timer. Yeah, thank you, Lenore. I do have a couple of courses and I am actually creating the third course uh, that I am on day. I have finished writing the, the content and I am recording it now. I'm on day seven and the course is called Creating Your Sacred and peaceful no creating your peaceful and clutter free home so that's gonna be ready soon and it's gonna be diving very deep into how to declutter your home it's a 30-day course so thank you uh lenore uh creative you made me want to cry so kind <laughs> amy that's a allow yourself to cry if you have to you are doing this so please for all of you who have clarity about the identity that you want to embrace don't let money, don't let limitations stop you from doing your craft, whatever that is, okay? Because if you do, you are going to stop being that person that you want to be. Like, guys, right now, I am recording this live in my bedroom because we don't have a dedicated office space. We live in a two-bedroom apartment. And this has been causing struggles for my wife and me because we miss having a room that is my room and I can shut the door and everything is set up the way I like. We don't have that yet, but we are attracting that. But I'm not stopping to show up and doing these lives because I don't have a, the perfect space that I want. I'm still showing up, doesn't matter where I am. I am making it work, okay? Because I am a teacher. I am a course creator and I am a coach. That's who I am. It doesn't matter my environment. I will always be that. Even if I live in the streets, I will try and find a way to make that happen. Okay, so don't let the perfect office, don't let the perfect space, okay, uh, limit you. Um, adapt and overcome. I have moved four times in three months. Had to move this last time with my bank account on hold. It was a nightmare, but I did it. Amazing, Susan. That sounds very scary. Moving is one of the most <laughs> stressful things that you can do. So Cecilia says the different methods, the work half hour, take a break and reward myself. The fact that the items I thought of holding for sale, I was able to let go because of your great advice. Thank you so much, Cecilia, for, for sharing. Um, so guys, what's coming up for you? Are, you? are you able to find identities that resonate with you? Are you able to find activities that, that you are looking forward to doing that right now you can't? Are you finding clarity on information to get started in your decluttering process? Yes or no? Yes, share with me, please. Wow, that's awesome. Moving is the most stressful. 
if you Google it. Yeah, Debra, absolutely. Moving is one of the most stressful things that you can do. So small increments is what helps start my journey. Thank you, Cecilia. I have conflicting needs. Uh, working from home, Airbnb host and Zoom English teacher. I end up in one reception sleeping room. My clothes, books, ceramics and art are all over the house. Jane, okay. So because you are doing a lot of activities and so uh, Jane, uh, are you, so what's your challenge right now? Like, are you, are you trying to like embrace all those activities and then set your space to facilitate them, but you just couldn't find a way to do it yet? Is that what you are trying to do or, or do you need to prioritize? Like, how do you feel about your situation right now? So Amy says, does, any, does anyone else here have physical limitation from illness? Uh, yeah, oh, little condensadona and I am not excited. I'm overwhelmed because I can't help physically. Yeah, like uh, Amy, when it comes to physical limitations, I would love to hear if someone else has physical limitations. But part of the awareness in that specific case is to, to be aware of your limitations right now and to embrace them with love and with compassion. I know it's hard, but you, that's the only thing you can do because you cannot change them. Uh, so you have to make sure that whatever you decide you do, it's doable for you and it feels aligned with you and with your specific situation now. And again, I know this is very easy for me to say because I'm healthy now, but I know I will have a really hard time if I was limited physically. I will have to work a lot with my mindset to do things that I could do without being as physical as I am now. Um, so humor says a huge exam that I look forward to being doing but have overwhelming fear because it's a huge test that requires eight weeks of preparation. So Umer, good luck with that. And what's, you just need the time to prepare it or, or are you facing other challenges? Like, do you have a nice space to, to prepare that test or are you trying to declare your space so that you feel more clear and more productive? Like, what is your desired outcome of the decluttering process for you? Uh, Makina says, I am in a similar state. I'm recovering from a TBI almost been a year. I started college this uh, fall, then medically withdrew after three weeks and it's hard to focus on my identity because I can't continue with my future at the moment. One moment at a time. Yeah, Makina. So in your case, you are in a temporary transition, right? And this is something that you guys need to understand too. Like decluttering a space, you need to understand what your life situation is right now. For some of you, you are in a stable life situation. You have a permanent home. Maybe you have a permanent job. So things are a little bit stable for you. So you have the opportunity to think about deeper things, right? When you are transitioning, when you are temporarily changing, your goals, your objective cannot be embracing your identity because first you need to set up the, the, the foundation, right? And I want to remind you guys that like physical health is a basic human need. Shelter your home is a basic human need. So if you don't have those things in place or they are temporarily not working, it's okay to, to focus on that because that's what you have to do. Like if I were moving homes, like I will not be focusing on specific things until I finish moving and setting up my home because I know if I don't finish that, that's going to impact every area of my life. Because I will be like, when I moved, I, I remember the process of moving. 
I remember the process of not finding things. Everything is in boxes. I didn't have time to unpack everything all at once. Uh, nothing was set up. It was super stressful, guys, super stressful. So I understand that if I don't prioritize that process to finish it and set up my space, I will, I will be struggling every single day to do basic tasks like cooking, getting dressed, working, finding my papers, stuff like that. So that's why this is important. And if you guys are in a temporary situation, just treat it as that. This is a temporary situation for me. Right now, I am in the process of healing. I am in the process of moving into my new home and setting that home up. I am in, in the process of stop feeling overwhelmed and getting to a space where I can facilitate myself thinking about identities. So it's not easy to think about identities when you are overwhelmed, when your life situation is chaos. That's why it's important for you to address that first. And sometimes this is going to look different for everybody. Okay, this is going to be this is going to look very, very different for everybody. The entry point, how the journey looks like, what your priorities are, that's going to be very, very different. Okay. I did not have the energy nor am I strong enough to move furniture, so I even recorded moments, although I'm not Momon, who are very kind to help me somehow. It always um, seems to be a way to get us through difficult situations. Okay, Susan. Uh, but stuff is energy I carry or energy vampires. Jane, can you can you talk more about that? Energy vampires? Are, are you meaning that all the physical things that you have are stealing your energy? That's what you mean by that? So Maxine says identity is as a leader, thinker, motivator, and I'm stuck because I save so many papers that I fool myself. I will get to aid my work. Even emails. That you will get back to. So Maxine, it, it looks to me that maybe you need a good system to, to organize all those papers and maybe you have to set healthy boundaries on, on, on the volume of it. Uh, maybe that, that will help to limit the amount of how many you are going to save or maybe putting a deadline on those papers and if you don't take action on them, then you revisit. Is this really important? Is this really something I still want to do? And then letting them go if, if it is not. And if it is important, then you will find a way. Uh, I have trouble letting people help me physically declare because of trust and control issues. So, Shireen, in your case, you have trust and control issues. What, what does that mean? Like, a, what, what identity would you like to embrace? Or what is your desired outcome? from the decluttering like what are you trying to achieve once you finish decluttering Lenore says I've been decluttering for the last two weeks I got rid of artificial flowers and got rid of a dresser that space looks so clear now also went through costume jewelry and have donated amazing Lynn that's great seems that you are making good progress woohoo Sharing, I hear you. My friends try to help, but I get overwhelmed as they go too fast for me. So, Vilma and, and Sharin, like, 
finding the right help is also important, okay? As I said before, doing this process requires a lot of invisible work that needs to happen before we actually get physical. So before touching anything in your space, when I help people, I spend time understanding what they need, understanding what the challenges they are facing, understanding what they are expecting from me. And until I don't have clarity about that and I am able to communicate back and they say yes, I will not touch anything in that physical space. So when you are finding help, if you find help of people who are just getting started touching things, but they don't even know why, and you don't have space or time to express your needs, of course it's stressful because they are not honoring what you need. They are not giving you the space that you need, the time that you need. And this is something that happens a lot when, like if I were to grab this pen, for example, of a client, and maybe this pen can be junk for some people and they have no problem in just letting it go, this pen can be something that belonged to their grandfathers and then when they see this pen, they just burst into tears. So you have to be able to understand what's happening with that person. You need to understand that that person is going through an emotional crisis. And when that happens, I am not gonna just throw this pen away. I'm just gonna stay there. And I'm going to give them space and time to see what's, what's coming up for you. What do you need to do with this pen? It's okay, we don't have to do anything. I'm gonna just place it here. We keep going with other things and we can come back to this pen after. You don't have to do anything with it right now. We're just gonna keep it here. So you know what I mean? You have to go at your own pace. You have to go at your own pace. So if you have help that are not doing that, they are not the right help. And sometimes this happens with family members, with friends. They are trying their best, but they just don't know how to help you better. And, and then you are not getting the help that you need. They are feeling frustrated because you are not doing the process fast enough, but you just need to understand what's coming up for you. And this is what I cover in the course too. And this is why I'm doing this session because this invisible work needs to happen. If it doesn't happen, you will not declutter because you will not find a way of doing it. You will stay overwhelmed. You will stay emotionally triggered. You will stay blocked, okay? So you have to do this work. This work is probably more important than the actual physical work. Because the physical work is just work. It's just, you just have to do things, that's it. But if you don't know what you are doing, if you don't know what activities you want to do, if you cannot decide about an item, if you want to keep it or not, then how are you supposed to move through the process? It's very difficult. Okay, Debra, I understand that. That's how I actually went when I had more mobility. Uh, So Brenda says, I'm thinking about how my mental and spiritual health are connected to physical energy of my home life. Decluttering is vital. Yeah, ab absolutely, Brenda, absolutely. And guys, I do have an audio track here on Inside Timer that is called Your Stuff Owns You. Your Stuff Owns You. Meaning that everything that you have in your home has an impact in you. And those things own how you feel, they own the decisions that you made. So when you look at everything in your home, you are reminded of so many things, okay? And those things sometimes are the result of the person who you want to become or they are the result of how overwhelmed you are feeling because you didn't have the time to get to them. And when you have piles of things outside, you have piles of things inside of your head. 
Do you guys agree with that? When you have chaos outside of your, in your home, most likely you are feeling chaos inside of your mind. This is just a reflection. Hello, Emilio. Have you heard of... Uh, wait a second. What comments are flying? Sorry. Hello, Emilio. Have you heard of the fly lady method? If so, can you share your thoughts, please? And thank you. Uh, I'm going to write that down, the fly lady method, because I did check about it. Fly lady method. I did read about it a while ago, but I, I thought I'm not very familiar with it, so I will read about it and I will maybe do a session about it. But basically, any cleaning methods, they come after you have the clutter, okay? So guys, you cannot you cannot start cleaning if, if you haven't declared it. It's very difficult because you have stuff everywhere. Many people contact us because they say, I am trying to hire a cleaner, but the cleaner came to my house and they told me that until things are not set up, they cannot clean because everything is chaos. So the fly lady method, it's great once you have to maintain, okay? And again, I'm not very familiar with it, so I will revisit it to see the specific steps that they follow. And then I will do a session about it if you guys want me to, okay? Thank you. Your talk today was perfect timing for me as I am in the decluttering mindset. Amazing. Uh, okay, excellent analysis of... I am moving from a clutter field to bedroom apartment to a new bachelor unit. So Pauline, when moving into a smaller space, it's even more important to become clear about your priorities, right? Especially if you are moving into a space with way less physical space. If you don't do that, you are going to find yourself with mountains of things and you will not have enough space to store them and then you're going to feel overwhelmed. So I know for those of you living in very small spaces, I live in a small space when I was in Barcelona and you just have to be ruthless when it comes to decluttering. It is very important because if you don't, clutter piles up really quickly because you don't have a lot of space. Okay, it's also easier to maintain a smaller space because there are less things. There is less space to clean. There are less things to put back. Okay, so there are benefits and and also limitations. Yeah, so someone says, uh, I feel so good in my home with all the crystal and Buddha energy. So Janet, you have beautified your home. You have created rituals uh, and you have created a sacred space where you feel great. So that's that's amazing. Emilio, point me to a step-by-step -step move plan. <laughs> Pauline, that's, a, that's a, a, a big plan. But basically, anytime someone moves, Pauline, so two things happen, right? Moving is very stressful, but moving is also a great opportunity for you to really think about who, I, who do I want to be in that new space, okay? What kind of lifestyle do I want to have in that new space? What kind of activities do I want to embrace in that new space and then once you have the clarity about that then you will look at your belongings and then you will see how are these things helping me with that lifestyle that i want so this is what happens majority of the times people take all their stuff from the old place they move it into the new place and then they try to create a lifestyle with those things 
very, very different than you taking the time to design the lifestyle that you want and then you being intentional about what comes into that place. Very different. The reality, very little people do that process because they are busy, they don't have the time, they are stressed, it's a waste of time, they are not in the right mindset, they don't see the value of doing this and they are just moving through the process. They are just like being victims of the process. They are being a victim of the process of moving. Okay? If you can slow down and say, no, no, I'm going to make this a priority and I'm going to make this right. You take the time to do it once and then you have a home that is going to facilitate the lifestyle that you want forever. So what's better? Is it better to move all your things there and then try to create a lifestyle with the things that you have, face decision fatigue, being overwhelmed, or is it better to think about, no, what do I really need and want? And if you don't have answers, maybe everything that you have doesn't serve you anymore anyways. So maybe you just don't move majority of those things with you. And then you allow yourself to have space to then get clear about, okay, let's figure out what I want. I'm going to allow myself some time and space to see what I feel, to see what comes up for me. And I don't need all those things because I know that they no longer serve me. Okay, again, this process is going to look different for all of you, but that's what I will recommend you do if you have the time. <laughs> okay, if you don't have the time, then move all your things, label them nicely and make sure that when you are setting your new home, you start unpacking the things that are important to you and then the things that you don't feel right about, sell them, donate them, uh, give them to people, uh, but don't, don't leave them in your home if they don't serve a purpose for you if they don't facilitate the life that you want to have so susan says emilio in my case i can get to agaki to my surroundings and i just move out of my of work kiosk beyond belief my new place i work seven days a week and don't have a lot of time um how do i stay focused on keeping my bedroom and clutter. So Susan, in your case, it seems that you are working a lot, right? So it seems that that's your lifestyle now and maybe maybe that's your priority. I don't know the specifics of your life, but if you are prioritizing work, you are working seven days a week and maybe you have to get ahead financially speaking or maybe you're trying to pay debt. Maybe my suggestion will be, is it really necessary to declutter? Is it really necessary to place your attention in there or, or are you focusing on working and then that's your priority right now, temporarily speaking? Sometimes when life demands a lot from us, it's time to start questioning things, okay? Do you really need to work seven days a week? Can you find a different job that pays more? Can you do something that maybe allows you more free time? If the work is what you want to do and you know that this is a temporary sacrifice for you, do you really need to focus your energy on decluttering your bedroom right now? Or can you lower your expectations so that you feel well? Because you know that now I am providing for myself financially and I am not worrying about how my physical space looks like because I don't have the time and I embrace that. So whatever you choose to do, you need to embrace it, okay? For those of you moving, don't have the expectation of have a clutter-free home until you are completely set up. Because if you have that expectation and every day you are reminding yourself, I am a failure, I, I didn't set the space up, 
I don't know how to do this. That's really hard. It's you are attacking yourself and you are feeling yourself down and down and down every single day. Instead, allow yourself, look, I am in the process of creating my home. I am temporarily in chaos because it is necessary. Because I, I have to keep working, I have to do this, and I don't have enough time to do this right now. Again, see what feels aligned with you. See what the priorities are. Question everything. Question everything. Do you need to work that much? Do you need to declutter? If you need to declutter, why do you have to declutter? What are you looking for? Who do you want to become? Start questioning. The better questions you ask yourself, the better answers you will receive. So you have to ask better questions. That's the, that's the answer. That's what I do with my, with my clients, guys. Why do you think I am so successful helping people? Because I ask them a lot of questions. I do. And until I don't have the clarity or until I cannot find a way to help them gain clarity, I will not be able to help them because I will create a space that, that makes sense to me, but it doesn't make sense to them. So what's the point of that, right? So we have to get on the same page. And the way to do that is to ask questions. So if you are trying to declutter, ask yourself a lot of questions and be curious about the answers. Question basic things, honestly. Do I need to live in this place? Do I need to work in, at, at this place? What are my possibilities? Are there any options available for me? Okay, so Susan says, Emilio, in my case, I can't get to... I, I, I don't know what agaki means, Susan. What's agaki? I can get to agaki, to my surroundings. I just moved out of work kiosk beyond belief. My new place is pristine and I have a wonderfully make. I work seven days a week and don't have a lot of time. Yeah, Susan, if you can elaborate more on your situation, uh, I can maybe try and help you out more. But guys, you need to understand that for me, like, don't ask me specific questions because I don't really know your situation. There are a lot of different variables in your life that play. Uh, and then sometimes you have all the answers. I'm just here sharing tips, sharing a process and trying to help you become aware. And becoming aware sometimes is the most difficult piece of this process. It is. And many of you have said, I am overwhelmed. I have no time. I don't know how to get started with this. I am not in the mindset of thinking about my identity. So if you're feeling that way, you need to practice self-care. You need to lower your expectations. You need to start being grateful for what you have. You need to get in a different mindset. Do you guys agree with that? Like if you are feeling that way, will you say that staying on that mindset is going to help you get out of it? Fly lady begins with decluttering. Thank you, V. I will check that that again because I, I don't remember the, the steps of that process. Decluttering for me is an ongoing process. Uh, Yeah, digital clutter is a whole different thing. Absolutely, digital clutter is so different than physical clutter. But yeah, there is also the same approach. Like, what are you trying to do with your physical, with your digital world? Actually, next session on Thursday, it's going to be about embracing your digital life. It's like minimalism applied to your digital life. Uh, okay. I was told to declutter first, unpack 
pack after. Pauline, absolutely. Declutter first and pack after. That's what I was saying before. Really think about the lifestyle that you want to create in that new place, the activities that you want to do there, and then think about the equipment that you will need to, to facilitate those activities. And then you look at your staff and then you decide, I, do I need this? Yes or no? If you don't, don't pack it. Don't move it. Sell it. Donate it. Auction it. Give it to family members. Do whatever you need to do, but don't move it to your new place unless you are certain that you're going to need it. Okay? How do you keep anxiety at bay while decluttering? It's rough when episodes occur. I am trying. I just bought a dry erase board to set up a schedule, but it's the anxiety. So, Susan, uh, the anxiety appears when, when you are feeling anxious about the future, most likely. Is that true? When that's showing up for you, it's important to really understand what's triggering that anxiety for you. Is it a specific item? Is it a belief that tells you that you cannot do this? Is it uh, you blaming yourself every day because your home doesn't look a specific way? What is it? What's triggering your anxiety? It's important to know that. And I will ask you, like, what is your outcome of the decluttering? Why are you trying to declutter? What, what are you trying to set up for yourself? What identity you want to have? Just remind yourself of all those things. And then when you have that awareness, then look at your things and then question them. It's like, okay, I have this item here. Is this item serving me? Do I really need it? And then look at your home. Do a scan on your, of your home and feel how much volume do I have? How do I feel? What would I like to see here? What would I like to feel like here? There are different approaches, different entry points. As I'm saying, guys, there are different entry points. There is not a one recipe fits all here. Okay, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Trade, it seems like that have helped me a lot. Yeah, and, and again, you are trying to do a thousand of, um, a, a journey of a thousand miles, but you need to do one step. So that's why before you do that step, you need to know a few things like, okay, w w where am I going to head in? Like, am I heading that way or that way? What is my orientation right now to, for me to be able to get started? Or maybe you set the intention, like, I'm just going to walk and get lost and see where I, where I end up. Maybe that's your intention and that's okay too. Whatever you decide, you have to embrace it. Okay? So, Brondemin, so someone says that the fly lady sends them a lot of emails. Uh, I helped someone by getting a storage space and then we went through the things and brought them. Yeah, so Deborah, that's another technique that some people do. They, they have a, a, here in Canada, it's very common that they bring a temporary bin. They sit it on the driveway of the home. So people have time to pack things in there. So you have time to do the decluttering, the sorting, and then you have time to just place in that bin whatever you are taking with you. And then you can leave the rest of the stuff in the house. Some people then do auctions. Some people private sell things. Some people donate things. So they facilitate all that process. And then they move that bin to the new home. And then they open the doors and then they start unpacking as they can. And they have the bin there for maybe one or two weeks. And then by the end of the process, they don't have a cluttered home. They don't have unpacked boxes anywhere because everything stays in the bin. So that's a, a, a system that some people use and it works really well. 
there is an extra cost to that but sometimes it is worth it to, to pay that okay so if you are moving explore the idea uh, thank you everyone uh, i have made your thrift shop and bargain hunting thrill knowing i don't need anything more <laughs> Guys, I love going to secondhand shops and sometimes I feel uh, I find great deals that I get. But sometimes, again, when you are getting something into your home, just ask yourself, do I have the space? Do I have the time? Do I have the energy to deal with this item? And if the answer is yes, where are you going to place it? Is there anything else leaving your home? Uh, do you have the physical space to place that item somewhere and create a home for it? That's part of the maintenance, okay? So, Emilio, can you ask us some very specific broad questions we can all chime in on together? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's do that. I think that's a great idea. So, guys, now that you have been here for almost an hour and before we leave, I want to ask you a few broad questions, okay? Please be specific, okay? As specific as you can, okay? Question number one. What is your desired outcome? of decluttering what is it ideally you will write an outcome that you feel excited about okay and ideally it will be specific okay so please share so peace of mind moving clean home being able to find items easily focus less stuff to manage, peace of mind, spousal harmony, feel calm in my space, simplifying life, freedom, calmness, creating space, pride, a place for everything. Okay, guys, that's great. I'm seeing lots of very generic questions. They are not very specific, okay? So let me rephrase the question. When I finish decluttering, I will be able to do so when i finish decluttering i will be able to do to sew i will be able to sew i will be able to breathe to be more present with my son to welcome visitors anytime to have people over to live to write to have company over to cook not to think about stuff, serenity of knowing where things are in attractive space, do more of what matters, be at peace, find without searching, bake, not waste time looking for things, have more clarity in my mind, write a children's book. Guys, that's amazing. Okay, so feel better emotionally. So another question. I am decluttering because I want to become a so I am decluttering because I want to become a brighter a more calm and certain person a photographer a more healthy person a cleaner person a person who can offer more to community, a relaxed person, a free person, reveal my health and vitality, more organized, 
Okay, next question. When I finish decluttering, I will be proud of myself because when I finish decluttering, I will be proud of myself because let go of the past, not to feel overwhelmed, I accomplish a task, I put the work in to get where I needed to be, I am taking care of myself, I will have overcome a great emotional challenge, moving on, I did what I said I would, I live in alignment, I'm proud of myself, I wasn't held back by former blogs, amazing, nurtured, I believe I can do what I love. Another question. When I finish decluttering, I will be able to do, and this ideally is an activity that you cannot do now. So when I finish decluttering, I will be able to do what activity? So, videos on cooking, painting, decluttering in mind, a puzzle at the table, painting, draw painting, dance in the middle of every room, be more active. This made me cry. Hike, bell, rock, the red rock. Yeah, have fun, play my guitar. And now I want you guys, with all this information that you already have, I want you to write a sentence to yourself that when you read it, you feel excited. You feel motivated to do this process. So that sentence can look something like, when I finish my decluttering process, I will become a brighter, and when I become a brighter, I will feel better, I will become a better dad, I will become a better husband, and I will become a more patient and playful person. That's just one example. Try to create something that when you read it, you just love reading it. It really excites you. Give it a try, please. Fresh, clutter-free home. I will have the time to enjoy life. So, Pauline, for example, when you say fresh, clutter-free home, so that you can... So, what would you do when you have a fresh, clutter-free home? And try to find something that when you read it, it's like, a wow, that sounds so exciting. I really want that. This is the whole goal of this session. For you to have a sentence that when you read it, you just light up. You just get out of your chair thinking, what's next for me? What can I do to make that happen? I'm ready to push through emotional barriers. I'm ready to look at my clutter with new eyes. Okay? I will have fulfillment in my heart. I will be more fulfilled creatively. I will be so much more focused to accomplish all my dreams. I will be guilt-free. That's a good one, Jane. Guilt-free. When I finish decluttering, I'll finally live my life the way I want because of all the extra time. I will honor myself and inspire the spiritual aspects of self. 
have joy, peace, more alignment. I will be able to move forward in life, embrace aging with less fear. I will enjoy sitting in the space. My family and I can start to make more happy memories. Conduct art projects so I can work with my magic gardens to share with my tribe. I will have headspace to find hobbies again. Amazing. I like that, Amy. I will have I I will find headspace to have hobbies again. Guys, I want you to, for those of you who are still not finding answers, for those of you who are still stuck and overwhelmed, that's a great one to have. I am trying to create headspace, physical space, creativity space for me to figure out what I want. And that removes a lot of pressure from yourself because you don't need to have a specific answer. If, if answers are not coming easily to you, that means that you have to create the space for those answers to come out. And the way for you to do that, it's to declare it. Declare your mind, declare your physical space, just make life more simple so that you can have more time to look inside, more time to do things that you like, to get inspired and to experience things, to see what you like. I will be less afraid and more hopeful. I will feel lighter on all levels and be able to freely express myself creatively. Hope to enjoy life with peace, peace of mind. Guys, this is amazing. I invite you to write yourself this and put it in a place that is very visual. Every time you get stuck, when you are decluttering, read that and remind yourself of what you really want. Okay? So Chloe says, when I finish the decluttering process, I will be committed to myself. I will become available for the joys in life, including arts and a relationship. I will enjoy the company of someone who is drawn to the simplicity of life. We will enjoy a creative and simple life. So that's amazing. And you see that Chloe has done such a good job of creating the environment for that new partner to come in, okay? This is so important for those of you who are looking for partners. This is a mindset. How likely is Chloe to find the right partner? How much clarity does she have about what she wants? How is she going to present herself in situations where she may meet someone? Is she gonna be aligned with herself or is she gonna be confused and overwhelmed? Most likely she's gonna be very aligned because she's already living that. She's already been very specific and clear. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, hobbies I always wanted to learn, play guitar in my closet and touch for three years, <laughs> to knit my own winter sweaters and gifts for others. Okay? Okay, and to end the session, guys, before I go, I want to remind you of one thing that I think is really important. And I saw something that says, the decluttering process is an ongoing process for me. The decluttering process should be a one-time event. What does that mean? That means that you start and you finish it, okay? So you start the decluttering and you finish it in a period of time. That time can be two hours, five hours, one day, three sessions a week, for a month, three months, one year, but it's a one-time event. It's not something that you do every day because you have to declare it every day. That's maintenance, okay? That's maintaining. But you have to be able to start and finish a project. That's why it's so important for 
you to think about one space that you can narrow down. I'm going to declutter my kitchen. I'm going to declutter my bedroom. I'm going to declutter my bathroom. I'm going to declutter my junk drawer. I'm going to declutter that entry closet. Choose one thing, start and finish it. Give yourself that motivation kick of finishing something that gives you a visual transformation. That when you look at that space, you are proud of yourself. When you look at that space, you created what you needed and it's beautiful and perfect for you right now. Okay? And then you do that with one space and then you will go to the next space. You will finish it and then you will go to the next space and you will finish it. And once the space are finished, you maintain them. Of course, you have to make sure that you don't bring things. You don't have to make sure that every now and then you have to revisit that space and you have to declutter because over time, your life needs are going to change. Okay? But this is a one-time event. Really, the difference between decluttering and maintenance, I get it. Yeah, that's the difference between decluttering and, and, and maintenance. Decluttering, so the process of the decluttering is you become aware of what you want and need. Then you sort your things. You make the decisions of what stays and what goes. You let go of all the things that you no longer need by selling them, donating them, uh, auction, however you want. But they leave the space. When you have all the things that you are keeping, you organize them and you find a permanent home for every item and you create systems that you can access things easily. Hopefully you create stations, the reading station, the art station, the cooking station, the baking station, the tool station. You know what I mean? It's like kindergarten. You know where to place things when you are finished with them and then you beautify your space. You make it beautiful. You put plants, you paint it, you add art, you display things that you love looking at. Once that's finished, the only thing you have to do is maintain that space. You maintain, okay? You make sure that things go back to where they belong. You make sure that if something new comes into that place, you take the time to assign a home for it. Maybe you let go of something and then you place that item in there. And then when your lifestyle changes and your activities change, you may revisit that space and say, well, this space is no longer serving me. So I have to tweak it because instead of me sewing, reading and exercising and doing yoga, now I'm finding myself playing my guitar, doing watercolor and watching documentaries. So how can I change my space to facilitate those three new activities? And then you declutter again. You declutter, you sort, you let go, you organize, create systems for those new activities you beautify the space again to make it beautiful and make it your space. And then you maintain, 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 maintain until your needs change. Okay? Your needs may change every month, once every six months, once a year. It doesn't matter. For us, normally, once a year is we go through our shed once a year. We go through our closet once a year. We go through our kitchen normally once a year. That's the time where we feel frustration. This thing doesn't belong here anymore. We don't really use that device anymore. So when you start feeling frustration, that's the entry point that you have to do the process again. But the more you do it, the easier it's gonna be, okay? Yeah, so Lynn says, I find that donating is so much less stressful than, than selling items. So you can get them out of your house right away. Yeah, Lynn, that, that's of course, if you are selling, if you are processing your items in a different way than just donating them, you have to be okay to spending the time, spending the space that you are going to need to store them, 
uh, contacting people, replying to messages, inviting people to your home to see the items and hopefully get them. So there is a huge process involved. And if you have a lot of them and you are overwhelmed, are you willing to put more stuff on your to-do list? Most likely it's going to be a no, unless it's an item that is worth a lot of money. Okay, so you have to be mindful about that too. Okay, so guys, this is everything I have for you today. I can keep talking for hours, but I want to let you go uh, because it's been 12 extra minutes. So I hope this session was helpful. I hope that you guys are more excited to start decluttering. Uh, I hope that you can create the space that you want to create or you can declare the area of your life that you were seeking with more clarity, with more excitement and with more motivation. Okay, so there's going to be a recording of this session available. So if you need to listen again, listen again. But again, finding your deeper intentions for decluttering is very, very important. And in this session, I share a lot of ways for you to find them. And if you cannot find them, decluttering can allow you to create space, time and energy for you to get clear on what you really want. Look at yourself, feel what you are feeling, let everything come out. And when you create space, that's what's called the vacuum effect. When you create space, new things are going to flow in. That's what's going to happen. So if you have a room that is empty, most likely something else is going to start happening there. If you have a room that is packed to the, to the ceilings, there is no opportunity for nothing else to flow into that space. Okay? So just keep in mind that. Great. How to hear this session? Uh, again, I miss lots of your responses for me and other great info. So Susan, uh, in my circle, I will share a link in there. Okay? Circle is called Your Thriving Lifestyle. Just join the circle and then uh, you will find a link in there. Okay? Uh, thank you, Tamara, for your words. Very motivating. Thank you, Emilio, and every, everyone here for the ideas. Your course, Emilio, is giving me hope. This is finally possible. I am just going through it very slowly. Amy, it's possible. You are already doing it. So please believe in yourself. Believe in the process. Go one step at a time. And please use the course classroom to share anything that's coming up for you. Okay? Uh, do that because I will be very happy to support you. Okay, okay, guys, uh, thank you so much for sharing my circle there. Um, guys, have a wonderful day, uh, and I will see you on Thursday. We're going to be talking about digital minimalism, okay? I hope you have an amazing rest of your week, and I will see you on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, okay? Adios.